Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's the thing about Germany. Why I made the curators thick of the Hollywood French Community, unity, 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 What's going on, people? How you feeling? Let me get my hair assessed. This is another great episode of Observations. How y'all feeling this morning, right? Hashtag, hashtag, TFR Podcast Live. Simulcasting observations on Periscope. That's right. At TFR Podcast Live. At Vimeo. At the film review. Just go over to Google, Google hashtag TFR Podcast Live Vimeo, and everything comes up on Facebook at the film review, movies, music, culture, politics, society page. Make sure that you subscribe. We're also on Crazon Dion page and YouTube. We are streaming live on the Film Review Life Channel. That's the Film Review Life Channel on YouTube. That's right. So we've already got people up watching. We want to say thank you for coming in, watching us. For the people who are just now coming in, you are watching hashtag TFR Podcast Live. TFR Podcast Live. It's called. What is the show called, people? What is the show called? Observations, right? Observations. And uh, let me see right here. Let me do some uh, last minute change up here. Let's get everything going real quick before we get started. Because we have a jam-packed show for you today. And let me bring in my co-host. That's right. Tanya M. Congress. Say something. Can we hear you? Can we hear you? Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear yes, me? Yes, yes, we can hear you. All right, all right. So now we're getting going with what we need to be doing here, right? So first of all, how was your weekend? How was your weekend? It, my weekend was really good. It was, uh, I spent some time redecorating some things, getting my, my office and home uh, music room together. And um, I had some help. I had a, a real trusted longtime friend come from out of town and help me do some things. So I, it was good. It was productive. Productive. That's good. Hey, that's more than you can ask for these days to be. Yeah, this is true. Right? too big. Yes. I'm adjusting your image. Every time you come in, we have to adjust your image just a little bit. There we go. Now 
playing with power of people. So this is episode nine of the film review. TFR Podcast Live presents observations. So the topic, are we blind to what's happening? Civil war. Are we blind to what's happening? Because it appears that a civil war is brewing and we do not seem to know that that is what's happening. All of a sudden, also, the phone lines are open. 213-943-3358. As we're getting ready to get started. I need to check this out because they've been fukazy on us on the phone line. So I'm going to hear if we're going. Let me see if I can hear myself talking. One, 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 one. Oh, there we go. The phone lines, the phone lines are open. So when we begin this conversation, 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. You can chime in. Uh, you can call in and listen to the show. Or you, when you call in on your touch tone pad, press 1. And we'll see the symbol and we'll know that you want to talk. You know what I mean? So, as we go along. So, the first eight episodes of this show, we've been talking to you about current events. And none more important than what we're getting ready to talk about in episode nine. We've been leading up to discuss this. In episode 9, 213-943-3358. Are we blind to what's happening? Civil war? Are we blind to the fact of what we are seeing out there in the streets? So tell me, Tanya, before we get started, to be totally candid, candid I'm waiting for the package to load up so that we can get started. Okay. So, you know, okay, being totally that's understandable to you and the audience. That's what we're waiting on, and you want to be here to see this because we break this down in this package, and like we always do at hashtag TFR Podcast Live, we make sure hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB observations. We make sure that we break down what the current events are. We're like a newscast. That's what my wife. Uh, told us yesterday, you know, on hashtag TFR Podcast Live episode 129, that we're like a five day a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday newscast, but except for we analyze the news and we bring the news to you, we bring you what they don't say and what they're not, we're reading between the lines for you. So, who do you think, Tanya, is the cause for this beginning civil war that we see brewing right now? Um, upon my observation, uh, no pun intended, upon my observation, I see just looking at 
uh, over the last four years and as it's ramping up into another uh, a presidential election, I am looking at the debased behaviors of the Democratic Party uh, that I cite uh, for the majority of what's going on. Um, that couple with people who are not uh, paying attention and are remaining loyal uh, to that situation. If you're not, if you're not speaking up, then you are in uh, unofficial agreement to the situation. So I see the Democrats as so, they, so the main culprits. I can't hear you. Say that all again so they can be clear to the people. You know, we always have to repeat. So make sure you say it again so it be clear because this is the basis of our premise today. It is upon my observation that uh, it just watching over the last four years uh, and looking at what is currently transpiring, coupled with uh, actually history, I, I missed that the last time I said it, historical, if you look at history, uh, at least during the times that we've been alive, all the way up till now, and the people who stand with it by way of being, uh, you know, compliant with complicit with or not standing against just sitting around uh, all of them uh, mainly the democratic party is responsible for this latest debacle mainly the democratic party so this is this is uh so let's go back a little bit as we build this uh premise out as we continue to push out to the people the the message, right? We have to go back. We have to go back to when Obama was in office. He got into office in 09 and all of a sudden a group of people came up from out of nowhere that were could they be on the Republican side? We're not sure. But they were a group of people who came up and they called themselves the Tea Party. And they were most definitely against President Obama, all of his policies, even to the point of even to the point of not wanting health care that could help them in the long run. They were totally against it and so much so that even the Gaston flag was brought out with the snake, yellow flag with the snake and the liberty and don't take my liberty and all that. And so as the protests began, <clears throat> the Democrats were woefully unprepared for what came, which was people protesting, people even getting to the point to where they might even spit, have spat on different members of Congress. And they were they were not ready for that, right? So you fast forward to 2016 and Donald Trump being elected the uh, 45th president of the United States 
it seemed that the Democrats wanted to take a page from out of what the Republicans did because it was Mitch McConnell and other Republican leaders and they were in a room when Obama got elected and they their plan was to make Obama a one-term president. That was their plan. And so within that plan, they also, after the first two years, because President Obama, if people remember history, President Obama had the House and the Senate for the first two years. But the people didn't see any action. And the Tea Party had rose. I just, there you go. Uh, the Tea Party rose. And they then began to take over the people's thoughts and minds. Fox News was galvanized by the Tea Party. And the Tea Party took over the minds. And it wasn't too much for them to take over the minds. Because some people just didn't trust that there would be a black president. Now let's go over it again. And it's for people who don't understand. 213-943-3358. President Obama was not, unbeknownst to everyone, was not from the lineage of 1619. His father was a Kenyan. His mother was a Kansanian from Kansas, a <laughs> Caucasian. And he grew up in Hawaii being raised by his grandparents primarily from what we can tell, right? Because we see him at the beach with his grandfather and he looks just like his grandfather. He's just the uh, melanated version of his grandfather, right? So look. How can we say this to be clear, not to be duped again, right? So... Obama didn't come from off of any place like Kinsman Avenue or any place like Harvard Avenue or any place like Crenshaw in Los Angeles or he didn't come from Inglewood in, in LA or Chicago. He didn't come from Flatbush or the Bronx or Brooklyn. His lifestyle and his experiences did not lend him to be a person who would really necessarily understand or have a middle standing or even an overstanding of what it was to be American black. So as a carpetbagger, he came into Chicago and he tried to take congressmen. Bobby Rush's seat, but that did not happen. And then later he was able to get into the Senate, spent a few years there. Then he ran for president with Caucasian backing. Black people fell for it. And here we are now still talking the same things that we were talking again on this hamster wheel. When will we get off the hamster wheel? off the hamster wheel, are we seeing what we are seeing? Are we blind to what we are seeing? Civil war. Are we blind 
to what we are seeing, right? So that is the question for today, right? And so look, what's up to uh, Tracy Latrice starting those watch parties? That's right, people. So look, they go through all this and they do this for a man. They, they start the tea party and the Republicans gas them flag and don't trample on my constitution, don't trample on my rights. And they did all this for a person who may have had the melanin look but did not have the mentality of a person who came from 1619. And he even says it in an interview himself that he didn't think that someone who came from slavery would actually be able to be president because I guess he was saying it's so much baggage involved in being a person from that lineage, right? And that's the main purpose of those in America who do not want to see American blacks ascend descendants of 1619 descendants of slavery American blacks descend ascend to the presidency of the United States so it's always that game so they started this tea party so I had to give you some context right some backstory so we can move forward. So they started this Tea Party and all this, and it was to make President Obama a one-term president. They did not succeed, but once they took over the Senate and the House, they went for those next six years to cut every possible chance that Obama would have to do anything. So then he started signing executive orders. But did he sign a reparations executive order? No. He signed for the LGBTQ. He signed for the Dreamers. Those who were basically what they would call a derogatory term. But we're going to use it here. Anchor babies. <coughs> Let that sink in for a minute, for a minute. He signed all kinds of things. He made sure that the Native Americans got millions on their uh, reservations, right? But what did black American blacks get? Oh, we got, we took the brunt of him being the president of the United States from eight to 16 by getting murdered in the streets. Matter of fact, people hate to say it, but more black people died by the hands of the police under Obama than they did under Trump up to this point, right? right? But it's racism. And so because it's racism, Trump is seen as racist, but I have something to tell you that you may not understand. You may not understand this. You may not have a middle standard over overstanding. The fact is that President Obama was racist towards American blacks too. What do you got to say to that before we continue on? Oh boy, in your usual eloquent style, you have just opened up a can of worms. 
<laughs> You've opened up a can of worms and I, I'm I'm being just a little bit distracted because the screen is freezing on and off. So I'm not sure what you're hearing and what you're not hearing. But yeah, uh, definitely. Now, when you were talking about onion in the skin, uh, it it took me back to a time uh, when we were younger. And uh, everybody that knows who was close to us in some capacity uh, knows that our mother was mixed, right? And I remember uh, a person asking me, is your mother white? You know why she, why he asked that? He asked that because he was not used to seeing uh, black people of different hues. There's different hues of black people. And I said that to say that vision, vision the visual, the visual effect of seeing a black man come into office, everybody jumped on that bandwagon and was like yes the black and the black man the black but there's more to being American than just the hue of your skin and the shade of your skin there is an experience um, working black that constitutes being called American black American black experience of to many other things that he President Obama had not coming along through his life he may have had a few little things you know I'm in Chicago but nowhere near in a way in a magnitude where he could feel the pain of what was constantly happening so consequently he was not in touch and it was not a sense of urgency to come into office and immediately be do things that are going to benefit us in any capacity. But what disturbs me is that you didn't do anything in any capacity uh, towards your people to assist, especially when it came down to uh, the police brutality, which was highest on your watch, higher on your watch than it has been on uh, President Trump's watch. So my thing is the reason why that wasn't a sense of urgency to you is because you didn't feel the pain of that you didn't have the experience of that you didn't have the uh because of of the line that you came through and the path that you took you didn't have uh the stereotype against you of that which is how you even wound up in the presidency you didn't have the usual stereotype they felt safe putting you in there they felt that you were not going to do anything that was going to rock the boat, so to speak. So you were a comfort zone where, you know, where they're saying to themselves, well, you know, they, meaning us, should be happy. They got one of themselves in there and uh, they should be happy, you know. But yeah, it's it, the lack of experience as an American black um, would lend itself for you not to care so much. Yeah, but you know what? You say now, now people may say, how can it be that they were talking about Mitch McConnell when they were talking about there's another group of people who said that he was safe? Have you ever seen the movie Manchurian Candidate? You need to see both versions. See the Frank yes. Sinatra version first, though. But the Manchurian Candidate. Okay. There was a group of people. See, this is politics. And we have to get, as American black people, we have to come out that mindset that people are gonna do something for us and we have to be in that mind state that we develop the policies and the lobbying necessary to develop the policies that we wanna see pass for us 
develop the lobbying machine necessary and get out there in Washington and push the lobby. You know what I mean? So how can it be that here it was one set of Caucasians that were against uh, Obama and another set that were for putting him in to be a a drug for American blacks to go to sleep. How could that be? How could that coexist? Because we're in politics, right? And when this package loads up, we're going to show you what we're talking about, right? But here it is. So there was a group of people who said that he was safe. Wonder why? Did you know, people, that while American blacks had to go to the back of the bus, Africans from Africa could come. It didn't matter about how dark they were, how close they looked to you or I. They could sit on the front of the bus while we as descendants of slaves had to ride in the back of the bus. And this is what we've been trying to tell you uh, to communicate with you over these various shows, right? Hashtag TFR Podcast Live, episodes 104 through 110 and episodes 121 through 129. Make sure you go back and watch those because we drop facts in there, right? And also the first eight episodes and the ninth episode that we're doing right now of hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB observations, we dropped a lot of information. This is what we've been trying to communicate, to convey to you that the people who were descendants of slaves because they were once free labor, because we were once free labor, they do not want to pay you for what was free labor. They do not want to treat you fairly because they are in resentment that you had, were able to come from off or under bondage, pretty much intact, maybe just some mental abuse, just a little mental uh, <clears throat> damage from the abuse, but not enough that we need fan out. But they have gotten so... <laughs> They have gotten such a psychosis and so schizophrenic over the fact that we were able to come from off or under it and pretty much be intact and advance. And every time we do something unobated or uninterrupted, we excel at it. They are totally upset and totally Perplexed to the point that they have a psychosis, schizophrenia, and they need banap, right? Because they hear voices, oh, they're going to oppress us. They're going to do to us what we did to them, right? So this is what it is. So Obama did not represent to a certain group of people who may take, yeah, they were okay. The other side are just stumped down biggest. It doesn't matter what you are, where you come from. If you look like a Negro, we don't want you to succeed. And this is what where we were at. So going on with the narrative, right? So they tried from 8 to 16 to just 
well from 9 to 16 to just try to eliminate what Obama was doing right anything he did he was stymied and he wasn't the person to get up there he was a gentleman because of his raising had he come from the hood the words would have been a little different like he could walk around and strut and he could do little symbolic things but as far as having the as my sister would say testicular fortitude that just was not there and he just did not have it okay so fast forward to 16 Donald Trump gets elected the first time running against Hillary Clinton who arguably was off her game she didn't have any hustle Trump just plain old out hustled her right they've already debunked the fact that the Russians were involved in it that's already been debunked so we can let that go now I mean well some people won't let it go they, they can't believe that he built he beat Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton hardly hustled she didn't go to different states Trump is in different states. It's the same thing. Why would you do the same playbook again? Why would you do the same playbook again with Biden who something is wrong and he cannot travel state to state? Before we go on, what do you want to say about that real quick? Hold on a second. This is we have very bad storms going on right here, and so I just had a um, the lights blink. Fortunately, it did not stop our feed, so I um, was a little off right there in what you were saying. If you could repeat that, I said, "What do you want to say about that before we get started? Before we go further?" Oh, you didn't hear any of what I was saying. Is that what it is? What did you No, because it was miss? it was silent. It was silent. What the last thing I heard is when you were talking about when you said that um everything that um uh, President Obama had done was debunked and then it started going uh buffered and going in and out, then it went completely silent. That's right. They tried to debunk Okay, now I'm every- not here. They tried to debunk every theory that he had about why these policies should go through. And he had to then turn to the executive orders. But my main point of it was that there were two two groups. The main group that was against them were biggest no matter what. They didn't matter where you come from, uh, what you're talking about. If you look like a Negro, they were going to be against you. And we, as a people, because Obama could strut around around and have certain mannerisms as an American black, but didn't have what you usually say, that testicular fortitude to get out there from a dude from the hood to tell him where to get off. Where you want to go with this before we go forward? Uh, yeah, exactly. They uh, just like sort of like how uh, Trump was being done when he got in. Um, anybody that 
because he was black or appeared to be or had the appearance um, but the melanin in his skin you're absolutely right they didn't they wasn't with anything he was going to say because they were pre they had a predisposition that this person is not going to be us and that he's going to be more for them and us being the them uh yeah they weren't going to go along with anything that he was saying however the thing is there were times that he should have stood up in a different kind of way yeah we're signing executive orders but you know it would have been okay to say address some things he was an eloquent speaker so he could have put it right but it would have been fitting uh, for him to just say what he needed to say to get the point across and not play it in the safety zone and that's one thing because we're in a uh, on the level of things that we're on there's a this safety zone or this this uh, this boundary or the ceiling that you want to stay within and lot uh, in order not to rock the boat so to speak or you want to keep the popularity with you so to speak but if you haven't noticed that doesn't work uh, where we're concerned because you have you're never going to be able to please all the people all of the time so when you are the commander in chief of the United States of America you have to make the decisions on uh, whether they're popular or not which this is what we have in our current president is that he has not really uh, cared what the status quo thought of him because they were the status quo he's the commander in chief they are the status quo so he has to make the decisions based on um, the knowledge and expertise that he has and the advisors that are with him that he chose uh, in order to, to make things work in Obama's case he had a tremendous opportunity to do that which was right by all of America and since we were in a deficit he had that opportunity to do the things within reason for us that should have been done some of the stuff we're going to have to do for ourselves but he had the power and authority to do it and he did not exercise that he did not exercise it the way that he should have he sure didn't exercise he did it not. and look it's sad because he should have stood up and said, you know, I think, I think, actually, to tell you the truth, I think that Obama's time in the presidency has damaged the presidency. He was too genteel. He would get up there and do that act of being uh, angry or whatever. But it never really panned out. And then when you listen to his speeches, he it would just be political, goobly gawk, and it would say some of the right things, but it would never wrap around to this is the action plan and this is what we're gonna do, and this is how we're going to get this passed. This is how we're gonna do. It was always something where he was trying to be eloquent and trying to appeal to the better angels and that doesn't work you have to have a bully pulpit stand up there and say this is the way this is gonna go and so the reason why i say that obama being in the presidency has harmed the office of the presidency is the media because of the way obama was always says well how come president trump 
doesn't just listen to his advisors? How come he's not listening to Fauci? Fauci is the one to listen to. Well, Fauci is not the president of the United States. He is not the president of the United States. And so the presidency under Obama was harmed. 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. And this whole situation of leading but wanting to have a, a cabinet of rivals like Lincoln. Good theory, but I thought Lincoln had got assassinated because of those rivals. But somebody... But that's another story for another time. But, you know, he set up this construct where the presidency is weakened, was weakened in my book. And then here comes Donald Trump. Love him, hate him. We know that he is a racist. I'm not a party Democrat coon. I'm not a party Republican coon. I'm definitely not a party Libertarian, green, red, independent, nonpartisan, party coon. Just not that. I'm for American blacks and what works best for American black. That's right. Mm. And so when we go through this, so Trump gets in and the Democrats just looking at this, this is how history is going to be written, I'm sure of it, right? They, He gets in and they decide they're going to bring a playbook. Now, go back and do your research on President Obama and the birther situation. Find out where those papers, that dossier, so to speak, came from. It came from research done by Hillary Clinton's campaign, right? Now, the dossier that has to do with Donald Trump and the involvement with the Russians, where does that dossier come from? Wouldn't you guess Hillary Clinton again? How about that? Her, her, her uh, organizers, they did the research and they brought this dossier, which has been debunked. And that's why you don't hear the media talking about it anymore because it's been debunked, right? And it's been seen as false. So we went through, instead of dealing with infrastructure, this is what the man wanted to do. He wanted to deal with infrastructure. Instead of dealing with infrastructure, what did we see in the news of the first two, three years of his presidency? It was nothing but Russia, Russia, Russia. He was an agent for Russia, 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 Russia. What has Russia done? It seems like they could take over. Russia is so small. How could they? But anyway, that's another story for another. Right. So Russia, 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 Russia. They even impeached the man, had horrible evidence to impeach the guy. And they only got one Republican in the Senate to 
half of the articles. So it was only 50, it was only 1% over there on that one side. That's it. He, they got one Republican, that was Romney. And Romney is obviously sore because Trump won the presidency and said that he was basically a girly man. That's right. He didn't know how to fight Obama to win the presidency. And so he wins it. He He's a, still a little sore and hurt. And so that's why he would go against that. So remember when Obama was, excuse me, when Trump was running, it was a joke. You remember? You remember how different it is? Yes. Now mm -hmm. and then, it was a mm -hmm. joke. They put him on TV every day. They said, here he is. And it was, he was good for ratings. He was good for ratings. They put him on TV every day. And my wife and I were sitting there and we were saying, why are they putting this man on? They're giving him free ads. He doesn't even have to advertise. They would play his full rallies. He, they would laugh when he called the news fake news. Uh, but somewhere that moniker and that tag started to stick. Started to stick. And they said, wait a minute, what's going on here? Right? And so they would keep playing them. Hillary Clinton, they were going by the polls, just like they're going by the polls now. And he said, Hillary Clinton is up in Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, uh, all the, the three main states that they said that were important. Of course, Florida, et cetera, et cetera. So they went through all this. They were laughing. Then all of a sudden, we can project that Donald Trump has won Michigan, he's won Wisconsin, he's won Ohio, he's won Pennsylvania, he's won Florida. That made him the president of the United States and everybody was stunned. Hillary didn't concede until the next morning. I don't know what she was thinking. Remember Hillary, her, we're behind her. She's the one who put out the information about her, her team. Her campaign is the one who put out the information and then sold the information to Trump's campaign. Well, actually spread it out there and gave the information out when Trump was on the birther situation. Then she put out the dossier after it paid for the dossier and it was seen to be debunked. So what do we have in common here is Hillary Clinton. And you've seen Hillary Clinton recently back at the bunker She's in her bunker with Bill. She's in her bunker with Bill. She's in her bunker with Bill. And Hillary Clinton, in my opinion, looks horrible. Her eyes are sunk yes. in. It's, it's not even dark under the eyes. It's like dark over the eyes. They say, do not, Biden should not concede in any way. That is some succession civil war talk are we blind to what we're seeing it's a civil war what you got to say to that yeah you are right about how she's looking and she's actually uh, manifesting the hiddenness of her deed being worn on her face 
And so anytime a person is operating in wickedness, such as she is, there are other things that are remain nameless on this show right now. However, whenever you are operating in a level of wickedness, such as she is, eventually your aging process is going to increase and it's going to tell on you. And she, um, right, the talk that she's giving, she's talking for a lot of you, the way she's talking is in code. But to those of us who are paying attention, that is a covert statement. He is not to concede in any way as if her concession when she conceded. I mean, when she conceded, it would have been ignorant not to concede because it was clear that uh, Donald Trump had won all of those states. So it was stupid not to it would have been stupid not to concede. She conceded. Uh, that was a reasonably intelligent decision. She conceded. She conceded. Um, because there was not going to, out of all the votes that had already been tallied, it was not going to be that much of a difference of anything that was going to come in and give her favor over where she currently was at that time. So to tell Joe Biden not to concede in any way um, either is indicating there's going to be some other stuff in the mix before concession or uh, you're just pushing the envelope whichever one it is is not acceptable and something that we as American black people should surely be concerned about we have to be concerned about everything we hear we have to be careful what we hear out of what's being spoken and we have to be how we hear it out of what's being spoken we have to be careful to understand context or understand context we have to be careful for that because right now this whole thing is it's it's something out of control it has gone beyond the norms even the norms of regular politics it is outside of that now we're into um spiritual overtones now we're into things where people are rendering evil for, for no reason they're rendering evil and really the sad part about it is unless they unless they're not paying attention themselves the democrats have basically ran um president trump's new eye for him as far as him coming back into the presidency all that's to do is run a line of all the investigations that failed all of the ways that um they came against him and failed uh and all of the things that he did that succeeded uh and then that's his that's his advertisement right there they could say re-elect donald trump for president and he looked like this you know with his shoulders hunched and his hands like i don't know and then be like well and then put well why not and he have that look on his face that he gets sometimes that silly sarcastic look and that's that's his his campaign slogan and that's his campaign right there that's the campaign commercial and the democrats gave it to him yeah the democrats gave it to him and, and you know it's funny because these are just our observations people our opinion you have to go out <laughs> and do the research and figure out is there some evil situation going on that's beyond the pale horse like you have to go out and you have to research and figure this out for yourself 
why is it that a person is put in into the office and is constantly when this package loads up I'm telling you there are some truths that you have to hear that the media can chop up things and make it sound like a person said one thing when they said and were meaning a totally different thing and we're going to go through as soon as the package uh, loads up but listen so you need to stay with us you need to tell all the people you need to smash that like button you need to smash that share button you need to follow us on Facebook Tanya M Congress and Crazon Dion on Facebook make sure that you uh, follow and like the film review movies music culture politics society page on Facebook make sure you like it smash the like button smash the share button and make sure you go over to the Film Review Life channel where we're streaming live right now. Click subscribe and click the bell so that you can stay up on when we go live. And make sure you push follow, share, comment, all that. Make sure you get the people. And make sure that you go over to the Cash App, dollar sign, TFR Podcast Live. That's dollar sign TFR Podcast Live. You like what you're hearing? Drop a few dollars so that we can keep on bringing you quality shows. And if you want your voice heard on this topic, 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. And you know, since we talked to uh, Mike, remember Mike? Since we talked to Mike, you know what I'm saying? People uh-huh. haven't really yes. wanted uh-huh. to, you know, call who are on that other side because, you know, we broke it down so well. We do not argue. We do not uh, talk over. We listen to what the people have to say. We may interrupt for clarity, but that's how we get an understanding of where you're coming from, a middle standing, an overstanding of where you're coming from. And sometimes people are afraid of that because we're not doing the standard fair that's based on ego, but we're doing to exchange, we're doing a show to exchange ideas to get to where we're at. We may not get to an agreement, which we're not necessarily out to get an agreement, but we will at least understand, middle stand, overstand exactly where you're coming from And if it's some BS, the people will know it because you will have enough time to talk and get your viewpoint across. 213-943-3358. Press one on your dial tone so we'll know that you want to talk. What you got to say to that, Tanya? And I'm I'm reiterating that and encouraging uh, those of you, the listening audience, to call in. Those who of you, those of you who are listening post broadcast, we not possible, but we have to begin to get our voices heard out here. The more your voice is heard, the more your opinion is heard, the more it could be contributory towards the whole thing. Because believe me, people are listening to this show and the TFR podcast live show on Sunday uh, evenings. People are listening, and what we are talking about on these shows serve to your benefit 
it really serves to your benefit because we have to do something different and this is an individual thing we have to do things outside of our individual norms in order to be counted because what how things are going now they count on the fact that they have you pegged they count on the fact that well you know they're only going to say so much oh they're just going to listen oh they'll listen and it's just about having the best entertainment or presenting the most entertaining uh, argument or the most entertaining presentation of what it is we're trying to do. And so the people are, that's all they're going to do. They're going to sit and take the information in like sponges. And so whoever uh, can uh, communicate that best is what's going to gain the favor of the general population. And we have to change that dynamic. We have to change that on an individual basis, examine ourselves and how it is that we uh, take in information, process the information, retain the information. And then what we're going to do about within our own spheres of influence, what we're going to do about the information that we receive. How are we going to vote? Are we going to vote at all? Uh, is it, you know, I was watching the, uh, the broadcast last night, the TFR podcast live broadcast. And um, you guys talked about I think you had Spike Lee That was on an interview And it was 31 years ago 31 years ago It was said what needs to be done And 31 years And several presidents later We as American black people Are still in the same position Now something is wrong with this picture And who is the being For what's wrong with the picture If we continue to react or respond the same way Which is non-responsive most of the time So who are we to blame at this point Because it's clear that nobody's going to walk up With a silver platter and a service uh, A robe on or a service uh, apron And give you what it is that you're longing for But not voicing and not demand At this point we're in a place where we don't We're not asking for nothing This is demanding time And see these words are, are intimidating to those who have been in power uh, unjustly for so long but this is a time of demand and the demands have to be backed up with actions and sometimes our actions have to be um, they have to be sacrifices of our own comfort zones in order to make it stick because then you're, the message is uh, we're going to step away from our comfort zone for a minute and we're going to get this done if you're not uh, willing to do that Then you're alright with what's going on already You're alright with it It's either going to be one thing or the other thing It's either going to be mess or get off the pot But sitting around having discussions In the barbershop uh, After church on Sunday uh, In the restaurant with your family on the phone All of these discussions With no uh, uh, um, Interaction And no proactiveness Towards the cause I mean, then that's saying I'm okay with things just like they are. You got to have a plan, people. See, that's that's what it is. My my wife said it best on the program yesterday when she talked about how Martin Luther King just wasn't out there aimlessly marching. He had another component. We're gonna march and we're going to shut your situation down unless you give us this what is the demand that you're doing where you're causing the economic shutdown right because you see ultimately 
The revolution will not be televised in while you're out there marching. The revolution will not be televised if you do not have a plan of action. Martin Luther King had a plan of action. Matter of fact, we just reviewed the show, yes, the documentary called uh, Yusuf Hawkins, right? Storm over Brooklyn, right? The little kid, he was 16 years old, little kid, he was murdered in Bensonhurst. They were going to look for a car. They were just going to look at a car, but somewhere there was a Delilah, in my opinion, a Delilah, and the Delilah was trying to make some some her ex-boyfriend who was Italian jealous and said, yes, I'm having a party. I'm going to invite a lot of black dudes over and I'm going to uh, have my new boyfriend who is black come over. And he got with his boys and he said, yo, they, we can't let these blacks come in here. Now, I don't know if she was kicking some wolf tickets to him or not, but these three dudes in the wrong place, mistaken identity because there were no black people ever showed up at this party, right? I guess the party was stopped anyway after what happened. 30 Italian young males, baseball bats, coming out, confronting these dudes, and somehow Yusef Hawkins is taken into a doorway and shot, and then he comes out and he's there and he dies on the way to the hospital. All of this over mistaken identity, right? So we were talking about that. Al Sharpton began, once he met with the family, this is, this is fat Al, this is big Al, this is big Al, you know, I don't know if he was eating pork and steaks and red meat and, and eating potatoes or anything, but he sure did look like he was eating high and low off the hog from the rooter to the tutor. He had his, he had a better perm than most girls, you know, so he got that from James Brown, but he had a better perm and he had this one thing where he had it curled under and had it going long back in the back. But anyway, he was out there marching and he marched in Benson Hurts. They marched the first march. They marched during a festival that they usually had in Benson Hurts. It economically crippled Benson Hurst. So much so that the mob, the people who were made men, who were connected, gave up the dudes. Because we were going to keep on doing this until you give up the dudes. You have to watch this documentary, Yusef Hawkins, Storm Over Brooklyn. You have to watch this documentary to see. But he's marching and he had a purpose. Either you hand over the main culprits in this murder of Yusef Hawkins, or we're going to cripple your neighborhood and we're gonna constantly come in. You're talking about invading. We're gonna come in your neighborhood constantly with marches and shut you down economically and it paid off 
They didn't get exactly all the verdicts that they wanted, but they did get people turned over. What is your ask? What are you demanding for all of this marching? People say marching is done, marching is over. Well, maybe if you're just marching because you only saw eyes on the prize, I only saw that one part where they were talking about marching, but they didn't, they've got to tell you they had to ask, they had a demand. The demand has to be there. The demand has to be there, like my wife Tracy said on the show uh, last evening. So the revolution will not be televised where you're marching endlessly. The revolution will not be televised by having slick talking Negroes going on TV and talking about what black people need, but never handing over a plan on paper and say, this is our demand. The revolution will not be televised with politicians who follow the party line with blinders on, with their third eye blind. Remember that band, third eye blind? Following the Democrat party like there's some coons. And the revolution will not be televised with Black people who are aimlessly with blinders on, with third eye blind, following the Republican Party like a coon and definitely not the libertarian red, independence, blindly, blinders on, coon. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. But you know where the revolution is being televised in the hospitals. And we've been telling you about the immigrants. Do you know when most of the immigrants came in that were so-called skilled and be, are in the healthcare field right now, and you as an American citizen are being treated poorly. <laughs> and you think that it's just because it's the color of your skin when really these are a group of people who don't care who you are in the end. They will want to take this over because their condition, their conditions at home will be considered, mm, they had a movie about it. What'd they call it? Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog, do the wop, do the wop. The Slumdog Millionaire. Did you see that movie? They call them slum dogs, right? There's Hindus, they're sick. There's a many different groups. Hindus look down on the dark skinned people. What do they call them? The untouchables, right? You're, you're coming here and you're seeing the people come here and you think because they have melanin or they don't have any melanin, but you look at their last names and you say, hey, this person is not an American. They're not white. I had a buddy. This is why it, we've been telling you about this. I had a buddy who had to turn on his camera because he had a problem with his prostate, which is an emergency. It doesn't matter if you know he has an appointment coming up, but he had a problem with his prostate and he had to go to the emergency room because a person can die when an organ is not working correctly. So it was an emergency and that's why he went to the emergency and you know that the people refused 
for some reason not to treat him right and next thing you know the police are called six seven officers are standing outside of the emergency room what do they call it the room with the curtains the observation room whatever and they're talking about escorting him out yeah. And he had to say, no, I'm not being shot today. I'm not going to have no knee on my neck. I'm not going to do all that. I wanted to have care done for me. He had to pitch a B somewhere. Someone complained and the video was taken down. The video was taken down. It was, it's assumed that someone at that particular hospital complained and then the video was taken down but the revolution will be televised in the hospitals they're starting with us but they're going to come for you and what are you going to do you're out there doing all that marching all that rah-rah all that anarchy and you get injured or you get caught on fire or or you get shot and you're going into places where you're going into hospitals where the people don't look like you who they don't care about you but they sure would like to be in control of this country that is known to be the land of milk and honey what do you have to say to that Um, <laughs> nothing can be more truer than that at this point and this is why we have to think we have to be thinkers not just talkers we have to the word silent and the word listen have the exact same letters in it uh, so think about that for a minute so we're going to have to listen with our spiritual ear to know what to do now this stuff is now see it's an over uh, the covert operation um, and but it's right in plain sight people what he is telling you about the hospitals and uh, these people from a certain land of Indies coming in and taking over that's that's very true and you need to know see this is where we have to think beyond our nose or think beyond the immediate when a people come to the country, don't come, don't assume that they're coming to assimilate, to adopt all this country's practices, its ideals, its uh, spiritual, uh, whatever the spiritual foundation is. Uh, don't assume that they're coming here to be part of that. They're coming for the wealth that is contained in this country, but they're not coming to assimilate all of their traditions with the people of this country whatever those may be because they're scattered right but they're coming with their own set of ideas they're coming with their own agenda as to what is going to transpire and when i look at um just you know there were some things that i was not aware of once i started talking to d about some of the things that was on their show on the show that they do on him and tracy does on sunday there were some things i was not aware of and then i start going to do my own research and i'm like yeah that's right take a look at it from another view you have to be able to switch your lens and see things differently you have to see beyond what the news tells you you have to hear beyond what the news tells you you have to go to shows like this one where you're getting 
other insights. And then you must complete that cycle by going to do your own research and, and see what is bearing witness in your own spirit regarding what's going on here. Because being forearmed or being for to foreknow is to be forearmed, right? So once you get the information, then you have to adjust your lifestyle and you have to adjust the lifestyle and assist in adjusting or mending the lifestyle of your loved ones around you so that you can survive. This is survival skills here. We're talking about survival skills and not just to survive, but to live. This is not living when you're always on the defense. Living is being in a position to be on the offense. And they have all but tried to eliminate all of the opportunities, all of the uh, natural things that are supposed to be availed to any human being in any country they have tried to covertly eliminate those things so that you're not in a position to move and you're just a sitting duck you don't have the finances to move uh, don't have the political voice to move you're just sitting there being a part of the operation of this machine to keep them going but have no power to say anything and actually that's not true that's what they're showing you and that's what they're trying to keep you in that position but that position is in your mind the position that is that you put yourself in is a mental position now there are things that are realities but there are things that are realities that are are temporary and they are contingent upon what is in our head so we're gonna have to be less dependent on less dependent on mainstream news and more dependent on the people who are in the struggle and are out here doing things out here doing the research it takes this is hours these shows take hours of research and um and going and not just research but validation of the research in order to bring them to you and so you know we do that so that you are in a better position a better position. We got a phone call, 647. Let me make sure everything is up here. Let me bring up uh, 647. 647, you are on the line. Who are we speaking with? Hey, you're speaking with Patrick. How you doing? All right, how you doing? Um, great discussion. I, I, think, I think history is very important. Okay. Um, the history of what happened to us uh, our history being here and even before, I think history is very, very important. I think an analysis of what has been done to us and what has been currently being done to us is very, very important. However, there have been thousands of books written about this. There have literally been thousands of speeches about it. My, my question is, when is the pivot to get behind closed doors and to start on the plan. Because it's funny, when I bring up plans, people say, well, the plan is already there, they're in the books. I was like, well, that's not a plan. A plan, a plan encompasses uh, is a resource plan. It encompasses who's gonna do what on what day at what time, who are the accountable parties, who, I mean, there's a lot into a plan and what's been written about is the information that helps you to create the plan, but meetings to talk about these things 
it, it just, they, they always seem to turn into what's being done to us. And it's like, at what point do we pivot from talking about those things into actually planning the hard work of figuring out what it is we want, which is the first thing you have to do. Because if you don't know, if you don't have a clear picture to some detail of what it is you want, you can't create a plan because you don't have anything to plan for. So I want to get your take on when is the time that we pivot from the analyze, I mean, because we analyze, 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 the same thing is happening to us. When do we pivot from that into actually the planning state? Okay, let's go through that. Excellent question. That is a beautiful question. Okay, um, before Obama got in, didn't we have uh, didn't we have uh, Tavis Smiley and the State of the Black Union? Wasn't that wasn't that a planning? Yes or no? No. Okay. 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 No. I'm just I'm just going. I'm just no no no. no. Uh huh. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No no no. Go ahead. No, I was just. I'm just I'm being facetious I'm being facetious with this. I'm going through different situations where wasn't that a plan? But go ahead with what you, finish your thought, then I'm gonna go through a couple of different other things. Go ahead. Here's how you can tell if there's a plan. First of all, there's gotta be a business before the plan. No matter how how high level and how high in the sky, you gotta have a vision. So if we say we see a land with uniforms on it and people tiptoeing through the tulips and stuff like that, if we see that, then we have to say, okay, this is what it is. And we give it some detail. Then you come down and say, okay, now we can plan. We can start the planning process for how do we get that? What does it look like on the land? Where is it? You know? Is it arable land? Is it this and that? You know, what kind of trees you want? You know, what kind of governance you want? What kind of protection, security? You know, we start all that stuff, right? We start breaking everything down. A plan, when you hear people say, well, we got a plan for such and such, then that's when we should all be questioning, okay, what is the vision? What is the plan for? Can we see, can we see the plan? Can we see the project plan broken out? Dates, names, Times, time frames, all that stuff. Can we see it broken out? To the point that we can say, okay, brother, like yourself, we can say, okay, brother, you're supposed to do such and such by next Thursday by 5 p.m. So that we know who to call to get the information next week at 5 p.m. You're supposed to have a certain amount of research and some data available so we can continue our planning. That's the level. And, and, and you know, what's interesting is we understand that you know, if you live, if you work for corporate America, or even if you work in a nonprofit sector, you understand project plans. But somehow, when it gets to our issue, yes, we don't seem to understand it. <laughs> like we can't do it. Like it's, it's amazing. You get people with multiple degrees because we're all well. Those of us who've gone to university, we've been trained to solve other people's problems, not our own. So it's funny when you get people with multiple degrees and you get them in a room and you start talking about this stuff and they're just as confused as everyone else and it's an amazing thing to see, right? They can bring up stats and data and stuff, but they, it's like, you know, that what next? And I was like, well, I mean, they got nothing. So 
that's the whole thing with planning. A plan is something specific. A plan is something I can send to you by email and you can see what's supposed to be done when and how and by who and what the budget is and all that kind of stuff. Brother, so I just you, wanted to add that. Br brother, you are in, in, you know, I'm being facetious with this, so don't 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 take what I'm saying to you. Uh, what the discussion we're having is serious. So I'm gonna say you're a little bit too organized, brother, for the average. Listen, I have come to the conclusion, you know, through my uh, 49 years of living. I don't know how old you are, but I'm 49 years old. Almost gonna be 50 next year. I have come to the conclusion that when American black people are complaining on television when they're talking, when they go into the different talking head shows, when they have the conferences that are out in the open, they are doing it to complain, to put an olive branch out to the people who have been oppressing us to say, this is what has happened. And hopefully that you will understand that and you will do something for us because we may not want to take the time to do it for ourselves. So when Pete Carroll came out and he talked about how blacks have been screaming and they know exactly what's going on. Caucasians don't know what's going on. They didn't know the real history. There were some black people out there that sighed a sigh of relief and said, finally, they're getting it. But then you know what Pete Carroll said after that? He said that all of the players are registered and we need to get the racists out of office because racism really started with Donald Trump. And so if we vote him out, so if we vote him out, then racism will end. Just like Spike Lee was talking about uh, putting Dinkins in in New York when Yousef died. We need to get out and vote. That was 31 years ago. We are on this hamster wheel. We some of us don't want to come off the hamster wheel because some of us want to be back in the house. What do you say to that? Well, as far as Pete Carroll, that was totally disingenuous. I don't know why anybody listens to that nonsense. White people don't know anything about racism. Do you see how ridiculous that sounds? The people who put together the system of racism, white supremacy, all of a sudden, we don't know what about it. What are you talking about? Racism? What is that? Pizza. Like, come on, people. I mean, I, oh my gosh. Like, I, I just, I don't even know what to say. I'll just leave that off. Okay. Um, okay. Now, speaking and, of plans. No black person should take one second out of their day to talk about what racism is to white people. You don't, you have, black people have no idea how it's constructed because it's, we haven't, we didn't construct it. They constructed it. They know how it works. Like, it's a ridiculous, so we just think no time to even consider having a discussion with not one white person about racism. Because by the time, like Millie Fuller said, by the time they're about 15, 16, they got a good grasp of what it means to be white. Mm -hmm. they, they, they understand it fully, right? So, <laughs> okay, so the, let, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The and their luncheons and their the national luncheons. <laughs> And the you know the 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 dinner the national dinner conference and you know all that stuff. I mean, come on. I mean, okay. So that, let me that's ask not you. Not going to get anywhere. At the okay. end of the night, you're going to get something to eat and you're going to say some good words and that's about it. And, and and they could be doing a collateral damage thing. You know, people die of cancer, stomach cancer all the time. 
could be what you were eating at that banquet and then collateral damage on everybody else just to get you. But that's another story for another time. Um, you, you seem very knowledgeable and I appreciate that and I appreciate this discussion. So I'm going to ask you, do you fall under FBA or do you fall under ADOS or do you combine the two? And what do you think about their plan? Because that is statistics, it's the numbers, it's the plan, it's how it's supposed to be broke down, who gets what, when, how. What do you think about that? Where do you fall between FBA and ADOS? I don't join groups. That's not what I do. Um, I think, you know, so I don't jump on the latest fad or the latest group or the like. I don't do that. Um, the bottom line is, we as men, we as black men, we, if, if you see, if you see what's happening, one of the things that we do is we feign surprise. So if another person, black man, on our black man gets shot today, we're going to say, did you see that? Can you believe that? This has been happening since we have come to these shores. Lynchings, I mean, it's still going on. My question to, uh, to black men is, when are we going to stop this charade? We know when we have to stop this. We're getting with the women and children doing the same thing that they're doing. Oh, can you believe something such? Did you see the video? Like, how many more videos do we need to see? Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. And I, and I think that, and I think, and I like to get your thoughts on this, I think that's fear. I think collectively we're scared of death. So what we do is we do like everybody else. We feign surprise. Like if it happens tomorrow, we're gonna say, hey, did you see that? Can you believe that brother wasn't doing anything? He was up high. The same moment, and then next, the next time it happens, we're gonna say the same thing. Next time we're gonna, at what point do we say, okay, we gotta stop it. And if we can't stop it, we need to admit to children, yo, we got nothing. You got, you, got some, you got something to say to that, Tanya? That. Right. Okay, you, you are breaking up. Uh, Clear your signal real talk? quick. Get closer. Let's try it again. So I'll say this, brother. Um, I'll say this. Because, okay, okay, wait a minute. Okay, no, I still, I still don't hear you yet. You got to uh, clear your signal. I don't know what they did. They, you were listening for a minute. You were listening to the intelligent brother here talking and all that. Okay, so feigning surprise. I hear that. You know, I talk about uh, operating in fear. When I found out that fear, or that fight or flight is on the same emotion, which is fear. You either stand in and fight because you're in fear, or you run because you're in fear. So my thing is this, right? I'm looking at that the two bills that were in the Senate that if the Dixiecrats had not played around with the bill and had passed Tim Scott's version. See, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat because the party system, there are two sides of the same coin. Whoop. 
Okay, so that's out of the, that's out of the question altogether. Tim Scott, Republican, though, the Democrats were having their side with the uh, with the uh, George Floyd bill. His was the Justice Act. They they vote, they pass, they come together in the Senate. They put in the compromises, put in the amendments, send it over there to the House to uh, put the money behind it, so it have teeth, and then it goes out. If that bill had been passed and if it was not politics, there is no surprise that this is continuing on. But what would have been the surprise would have been that these officers would have been arrested because the bill would have been passed earlier this summer. So when we're looking at voting, my first part of the plan is to pull from voting in the first place because neither party is on the side and make the party who has always said they were on our side suffer from not having our vote. That That's one of the first moves for me because as far as, so, so I'm going to ask that. So that's my first part of my plan and uh, many people are thinking that same way. So pull from them and let this ride because this is a war for the souls of white folks right now. It's white on white crime. It's a civil war that's going on out there in them streets right now. Black people should do what that common common but wise wisdom when we're in the neighborhoods. We say, I'm staying out the way. The youth are doing their thing. I'm staying out the way. We need to stay out the way. Let them battle that out. But my question to you after you comment about that part of the plan are you willing to go out there from what you seeming to be proposing to me? Are you willing to go out there and die for a group of people who seem to appear to not even know what's going on? Okay, so the first part where you talked about where you talked about voting and that kind of thing, that's already underway. They're not voting. The young people have already made up their minds. They're not voting. There's been articles, and, and matter of fact, there's another, there's been an article that just came out uh, this weekend, and I forget the publication. They're starting to, they're starting to become concerned that the black people are pulling away from the process, the young blacks. The older blacks are getting mad, like there's some media types that are getting mad, calling them, all oh, y'all fools, if y'all don't vote, and, you know, the insult game, the insult game is not gonna work. <laughs> the young people not going for it. You know, you know, the older blacks are going, you know, oh, Lord, if young people ain't gonna vote, Lord, like, you know, that kind of thing. So, what you're talking about is already happening. The question then becomes, the question then becomes, you know, what do you do on the backside of, right? You know, what, what the, what the ultimate goal? Because the ultimate goal could be to take over the party. The ultimate goal could be to start a third party that is the kingmaker that everybody needs to come to if they want to get in the White House. I mean, what is the goal? I don't know the ultimate goal, but I just know that the younger people, our younger people are pretty on point with it. And they're causing a lot of nervousness out here. Um, so kudos to them. Um... Now, now where the rubber, now, now, now where the rubber hits the road. Now, the second part of the question, right? The where the rubber hits the road. 
Are you willing to die for a group of people who seem to not really know what's going on? Hello, hello, are you there? Are you there? Hello? Hello, did we lose the call? Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 that, that's the second question. Are you willing, see that's a hard question to answer. Are you willing to die for a group of people who seem to not really know what's going on? And because they don't know what's going on, your death for the liberation of American black people would be seemingly in vain. So are you willing to die for a group of people who seem to not know what's going on? I, I think we should all think about um, sacrificing ourselves, not just for a group of people, but for an idea, for black liberation, for a win. I'm looking to win. I'm not looking to die for a law. I'm looking to win. I'm looking to get something done. We're looking to, and we should all be in that mindset. We're not looking for the, 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 just throw yourself out there, and then it doesn't change anything, and then after we die, this going, this is going on for another 500 years. No. You gotta be looking for the win. You gotta be looking for the whole kick kaboom, and this is why I said it. At the beginning, the first thing you do is figure out what it is you want. And once you figure that out, to some extent, now you know what you're doing, what you what you what you sacrificing yourself. But if you don't know what you're sacrificing yourself for, and we haven't figured that out, then what are you? What are we doing? And you know, the, like the, what are we doing? And there it is, capsulized, right there. Let me see if let me see if I can get my sister in on this. Let me see. Let me see if they cleared up the signal because you know they, you know, brother, they play with our signal now. Like they play with the phones. We had to work on that, and then they play with the. They're playing with the signal as far as sending out the broadcast. Because when you're not talking, when you're not talking buffoonery, and you're not talking just let's go see what's happening at the club. Was at the strip club. Then they have a way of uh, playing with your signal. So let's see. I am back. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you. We can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, perfect. Uh, I am so uh, elated at this brother's call and things that he's been contributing to the discussion. He's right. Um, back when I was going to start to talk before, it cut my signal, but he said going from pivot, are we going to pivot to planning? And um, he talked about uh, some of the elements that are uh, part of the planning process. And he talked about, you know, starting a plan, having resources, accountable parties, so on and so forth. And that right there in itself is a huge undertaking that's going to take us some time to be able to implement properly so it could be effective. And I think that, uh, like he had said later on, it's a fear in there somewhere. Because if you have a room full of people, you understand the undertaking that you know what it's going to take. First of all, you're dealing with all these different personalities, all these different uh, 
acceptance of the ideas. You know, everybody got their uh, 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 seeing it, but nobody's stepping up. So as a person who is considering step, you're sitting here and you're taking in, you're taking an inventory of all this is going to entail, all of the uh, backdoor stuff this is going to entail in order to make this happen. And that would be somewhat intimidating when you consider uh, history and you consider throughout history when there was a leader that stood up to take ground, uh, you had infiltrators, you had sellouts. You had people who uh, could be sent in by basically, for lack of a better term, your enemy or your antagonizer. You have those people who will position your own in your camp. So when you consider all of those things, it's a huge undertaking to be the one that steps forward to say to get it going. But us sitting out these four years uh, this time around. We should make that count for something. Four years is a short time. It's a long time, but it's a short time when you're planning something. So this four years, not only do we pull our vote and we hold our vote, we take the time to, to get things underway, as uh, Brother Patrick was talking about, get things underway, get organized and get busy. And now for, for the people who uh, seem to be they don't know where they're going they're, they're, their minds are under mind control they're all over the place those people you're going to have to ask them to just you know sit back you know we'll be praying for y'all we love y'all y'all sit back stay out of our way let's get things done because you're going to be you know we love y'all but just sit over there and let us get it done okay and so then he talked about the ultimate goal knowing what our goal is like knowing what is the end goal for everything that we're going to be doing that all comes in the planning process where we're going to have to have consensus what is the goal we know what the problems are but what is that first end goal that's going to facilitate all the subsequent things that has to happen behind that and uh, and are you willing to die for it now i want to answer that question i am not I'm willing to sacrifice. I've said that many times about sacrificing our comforts, our life comforts in order to get things done because they count on us um, being people of the flesh, so to speak. We like pleasures. We like indulgences. Uh, so being willing to sacrifice those things and get to the bare minimum in order to get things done, I am one that's willing to do that. I've done that and will do that again over and over again however willing to die uh for uh, people who don't who act like they don't know what's going on half the time my answer is no and the reason why it's no is because i'm looking at history we had malcolm x we had martin luther king we've had so many great um black african well african american or american black leadership that stood their ground and tried to uh, implement things properly to get it going. And there was some headway made in different points of history. However, we always, here we are, all these years later, back to the same discussion, back to uh, being in the same place, just packaged a different way. We're back to, so no, I'm not going to die for uh, people that don't, you know, only Christ did that, if you believe that. If that only he did that, I'm not going to die for people who don't know uh what's going on i'm not gonna do it because there's too many other things i'd rather live 
to my end to accomplish my purpose i'm gonna live as long as i can to get that done and i'm untouchable as far as being taken knocked off this block until my part of this purpose is done so i'm gonna i'm gonna live for the cause i'm not gonna die for the cause all right you got a comment on that patrick before we uh move on with the show Um, actually, I agree 100% with what she's saying. I mean, she's bringing up some really, really good points. And that's kind of what I was saying. You know, it, it, there has to be a greater purpose. There has to be a greater purpose. And when that greater purpose is realized, well, when, when we realize what that is, and we're working the plan, and we're seeing it come together, what you'll see is more and more of a commitment from those who are involved to do more and more. And if they start to see the future, then they will sacrifice more. Right? Mm. But nobody, not, not a lot of people are gonna sacrifice if they don't see, if they can't see it in the distance in their mind, right? If they can't see it working, things starting to come together, you know, um, progress being made, it looks like we could really get there what we planned out. You know, or that vision is starting to come into full focus. You know, things are getting done, we're working, things are trying to get exciting. That's when people will say, you know what? In order for this to complete, yeah, I will give everything, including myself. But not until people see it. That's why we need to get to work. Like, it's the work and the results that matter. And I will say this. We could use a small, we can, we need to get started because we need a small win. If only for morale, we need a small win. We need to show some progress and some results because those things are inspiration. All right. Well, thank you for your phone call, brother. Hoping you call back in again and we appreciate you for calling in. We'll talk again. All right, so that was a great discussion with uh, with the brother there. See, it takes uh, see. Remember, I always say that the black, the American black woman is the backbone. You see, I asked that question, and that's a question that many people who are in the fight to see uh, American black people have what they should have often they fumble and bumble around with that question because it's like, you know, am I willing to die? But you've seen Malcolm, you've seen Mega, you've seen uh, Martin, you've seen the others, you've seen people poisoned, you've seen people assassinated across the globe that were about, if you want to say Pan-Africanism, if you want to get, but we're talking about American blackness, but you've seen people die, then the woman comes up and says, no. Not until people realize what's really happening and have an understanding, a middle standing or overstanding on what is going on. So there is that backbone that I talk about and many, then the man is able to then step forward and say yes, because he's got his marching orders from his woman. He understands what his woman wants from out the deal 
And that's what it is. Many men need to sit and discuss with their women or their woman and the women as a collective whole within the mind state to figure out where you need to be moving. And then when you stand up, you're as one when you do it and you move forward. But sometimes men just organize together only and they really don't find out what their significant other would want. And so that, that, that kudos to you, Tanya, for bringing that up because before it wasn't going to be addressed, but after you said it, it was addressed. Uh, yeah, we have to, um, you know, now if it were a situation where that were going to be contributory towards the end goal uh, of things that it was going to be a sure thing to be accomplished and that was the sacrifice then I most definitely could do that I don't I don't fear that I don't fear that as a as an option if it is something that's going to benefit uh, to the good however that's not necessary what we need now is for our leaders to to be alive and our voices to be heard and to understand it's a, a whole lot of things we must understand and understand to know how it's going to go forward this is while there's a civil war going on that's supposed to serve as a distraction our eyes have to be able to not be uh, uh so heavenly in the clouds we walking around you know hearing harps and violins and seeing angels walking around but we have to have spiritual eyes so that we're able to see the insights of the things that are not being said the things that are being implied and the things that are being implied and implemented behind the scenes that are not being said out in the open we have to have the ability to see those things we have to have the ability to hear in that regard as well because this is not i think we've proven History has proven that going about things just in a uh, um, physical, fleshly way is not what's going to get it done. Um, and I'm not speaking of religion because religion itself is still fleshly and physical. It's still a physical uh, uh, contribution to the whole. This is where we have to understand who we are without going too far into it. We have to understand who we are as God dwelling on the inside of us and what that avails to us um, as having that benefit of not just being human. You, you ever wonder why that's always so pushed? Oh, human. oh we're only human. We're just human beings. See, I'm one of those people when something is said too much, I begin to back away from what's being said. I back away from it because there's an overstatement of a point. And so when I hear that being used so much, oh, we're just human. We only so within our humanness, we are limited to certain things that does not uh, allow us to operate any way outside of that. But when you understand that you are a human being as far as your power, as far as your skin and blood and, and all the things that are inside you, you're a human in that regard. But who on the side is God. Now, I'm not going to go too far into that, but once you as an individual, once we individuals embrace that and that becomes a part of our speech, a part of our conversation, a part of how we live, part of we view things and see things, then the dynamic changes. Now nothing becomes impossible. Now all things are possible 
because it's not something we're just saying and quoting out of a book. It becomes who we are. We are the book. We are living epistles read of men. And so part of what has to be implemented in this process, we can't have any more uh, 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 um, self um, agendas where you're going to get your shine on however kind of way listen it's no time for that you don't have no shine without god so this is going to have to be something that we get on one accord about and and it doesn't have to be an overstated point about our godness because we know who we are so we don't have to overstate that point however it is that very point that's going to contribute to the wind that the brother uh that, that we just hung up with talked about the wind that we're looking for is in knowing who we really are which is is beyond and higher than us i mean our blackness is great as great as it is god created us that way but the god in us is who we are and the reason why we're malfunctioning is because we don't realize that that's where the malfunction comes in well you know what the presentation is just now finishing loading up it's got like uh eight percent 8.00% left to go. So what we're going to do, people, is we're going to have a part two of this coming tomorrow. Part two, Civil War, Are We Blind? Hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB, that's Observations, Civil War, Are We Blind? Part two to this coming up tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, we're going to go right into it so you want to be right there at the beginning of the show because we're going to go through this presentation and we're going to run through it and we're going to dissect down what has been in the media and what hasn't been in the media and why you need to know what time it is so that you can be an informed American black because we hear about the American black politics. We're not about being a party Democrat coon, Dixie coon. We're not about being a party Republican coon. We're not about being a libertarian, yellow party, red party, blue party, independent, non-partisan party coon. We're not about that. We're about what is best for American black people. What policy works the best for us? What policies we know that don't work best for us, make sure that you go back on the Film Review Life channel. The Film Review Life channel. Go there, subscribe, one thing. Smash the like button. Share what you are listening to, right? The Film Review Life channel, episodes 104 through 110. We lay out the whole COVID situation. Episodes 104 to 110, right? on the Film Review Life channel, TFR Podcast Live, then episodes 121 through 129 of the Film Review, TFR Podcast Live, the Film Review Life channel. Go there, watch those. We drop a lot of information on you. We talked about herd immunity and they still in the media, they started exactly a month later, exactly what we said, but they're still 
still haven't given you a full definition of it and they still are kicking fear but we gave you a full definition of what we're in right now with those two ships passing in the net in the night in the white house social distancing mask and uh herd immunity so tomorrow 9 30 a.m pacific 12 30 p.m eastern we are on tfr podcast live ob that's hashtag tfr podcast live ob matter of fact just go to google and search hashtag tfr podcast live and then search hashtag tfr podcast live ob and all the different shows come up on all the different platforms and you will be able to listen to us or watch the replays on iHeartRadio, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on, did I say iHeartRadio? What's the other one called? What's the other one called? Oh yeah, Apple Podcasts. That's right. So you'll be able to hear us on all those different platforms. And so, Tanya, let me have you do the close out before we close out the show. Guys, we're uh, for all, those of you who are currently listening, and those of you who will be listening post broadcast. We're happy that you joined us. Um, we we're hopeful and uh, expectful that the information that you get here is um, going to be beneficial to you in making your decisions. Um, we we a lot of what we express here is our take on it. It's our view on it. It's our opinion. Um, but in, I, I'd like to say, I think the best thing for us to do all of our discussions that we've had is for us to sit this one out far as the voting thing. And that'll give us time to do what we need to do to ensure that we, uh, have, make something happen for us after this four years. And I guarantee you that during this time, and we sit this one out, there's going to be some things that are done, uh, on our behalf during this four years, simply because we raised our voice. We raised our voice and said, "Enough is enough." So we're we're going to do that. Is what's going to move them when they understand that we can unify in something. They're like, "Well, what else are they going to be able to do?" You know. So I think that we need to sit this one out, be observant as we strategize, and um, you know, do what for us. Unless we want to go through this another uh, fifty to sixty years. All right. I will see y'all tomorrow. Yeah, another 60 years. Wow, could you imagine that? Because that's what's going to happen if we make the wrong decision and think that we're doing something. If we think that we're going to vote. Spike Lee said it 31 years ago during Yousef Hawkins. He said, we need to get the current mayor out because he sold division and racism was his whole thing and we need to get out register and vote so this will change and put dinkins in and guess what happened when dinkins got in let's look 31 years later and see what's happening now right same conditions right and they have conditioned us in that mindset to be drones and just go, this is what we do to be good this. But now we have to come into our mind state and control the world around us and create our world. So tomorrow, 
people. We get into the package that I cut and put together. Part two, Civil War, Are We Blind? Part two of this discussion, we get into it and we analyze it because we are TFR Podcast Live OB Observations and we get into it and we observe. Part two, Civil War, Are We Blind? Tomorrow, right here on the Film Review Live channel on YouTube. That's right. Make sure you go subscribe. Also on Periscope at TFR Podcast Live. Also on Vimeo, the film review, right? And of course on YouTube, excuse me, I already said YouTube. And also on FB, on the film review live channel. No, excuse me, the film review, movies, music, culture, politics, society page on FB. Make sure that you press subscribe, like, smash that like button, smash that share button, and make sure you go over to Cash App at TFR Podcast Live, dollar sign, TFR Podcast Live, and drop a few dollars. So people, until tomorrow, part two, Civil War, are we blind? We are signing off for now. We appreciate you. And we see you again tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. It's TFR Podcast Live Presents Observations with your host, Crazy D, and my special guest host, my sister Tanya. And we'll see you tomorrow, tomorrow. We got that information for you tomorrow. And it's only a day away. There's nothing about Germany. Why I made the curators pick of the Hollywood French Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.